Hello and welcome back to Astro Hotline. I am your host Tess and today we're going to be talking about a lot of shit. I don't know if you've been like watching the news but there's been a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of shit going on astrologically, personally, everyone is going through it collectively. You're not alone. Remember that. So to get things started, I kind of want to talk about the transits that are happening this week and that are going to continue to kind of unravel and what to expect and how to prepare and all that type of stuff. So for one, Venus retrograde in Scorpio happened, I think, on the 5th of October on my sister's birthday. That's the only reason how I remember the date. I'm really bad with remembering transit dates. So that was the only one I really clearly remembered. Um, And it will stay in retrograde, I think, until the 16th of November. I have to double check, but I think that is the correct date. And for a Venus retrograde in Scorpio, remember that Venus is a very docile planet. It doesn't really like aggression. It doesn't really like to act on its own. It's very much of being presented with a lot of different outcomes and seeing the best in all of those choices, right? So it's a very... It likes to coordinate. It likes to kind of mediate and rather than just picking a side. It likes to stay in the middle. The issue with that is it's in Scorpio. And Scorpio is an either-or type of sign. It doesn't like to stay in the middle. It either wants you to choose between one side or the other, right? It's going to push you into either of those extremes. And so a lot of the situations that you have been experiencing up until this point that have been bubbling underneath the surface is really going to make you act during this time. That is the main warning I can give you. If there is something that you've been putting off, if there's a situation, a hardship with a relationship that you have been putting off, this is a time where you're going to get serious and you're really... There's no way that you can avoid the situation at hand at this point. It's really going to become clear to you. With this new moon in Libra, that's going to assist us very well in sort of deciphering all this information, right? When the new moon happens, we become very clear of what's going on, you know, especially in a cerebral sign like Libra. You know, we can think things through. We can look at the options and hopefully to act on them, right? So there's a lot of Martian energy kind of flowing in the air. We have Jupiter in Scorpio, Venus in Scorpio, and then Mercury is also going to be entering in Scorpio. And so there's going to be a lot of things being revealed to you, right? And this is going to alter and kind of shift your decision making into into a direction. It's really going to push you forward. And so a lot of people who are sort of afraid of Scorpio energy tend to kind of prefer to stay to stay docile. You know, dealing with Martian energy is really kind of forcing you to take ownership of your shit. And it's also a time where you don't let others define your shit for you. So you take that agency back for yourself. And that is the most important thing I can say about all of the stuff that's been going on right now is that you're not going, even though it is a good time to kind of be coordinated and really work within this Libra new moon under that type of mindset, what it really is doing is sort of creating a framework of what you're going to be doing next, of how you're going to be putting forth that action. So this is a time to plan. This is a time to not fall behind. This is not the time to put things off this is the time to get serious and there's been a lot of things around us that have been getting serious our politics our our discussions I mean really politics has always been 
a very important discussion, but the people who have been sort of putting that off are now seeing how important it is. I'm not throwing any subtle shade at Taylor Swift, but what I'm saying is that politics is becoming a very serious thing, right? And it's always been a serious thing, but to some people, it's be- now becoming a very serious thing. So, you know, I think of voting and how that is sort of being that really important agent filled act that's really appropriate under a time where we have all this Scorpio energy going along not letting other people dictate how the future may may fold but rather pushing yourself into doing that for your own for your own for your own self while also thinking of others right I mean when you vote on certain issues you want to take into consideration of how this may affect others particularly marginalized people and all that type of stuff but the act of voting on its own is very it's very, it's filled with a lot of determination and a lot of agency, which fits very well with sort of the context that we're in right now with all this energy sort of unraveling in Scorpio. And I think I want to double check, but I also think voting day, if I'm not mistaken, is on November 6th. And the day after we have a full moon well, not exactly, not not a, not a full, not a new moon, sorry. We have a new moon that's kind of bubbling up quite after that. So that's going to create, potentially, if we have, you know, a consistently red-filled Congress, which I don't want to say because I really don't want that to happen. But if we do, there's going to be a lot of resistance, right? I'm looking at, you know, the, the Scorpio new moon, it's very much interrogating and also in some ways retaliating against power structures and power imbalances and we also have a mars square to jupiter on that day on the day after um voting day so when results are kind of released to the public so that could be a day filled of a lot of resistance a lot of extremism so keep that in mind. But the theme that we're kind of working with now is sort of working us up to that point of working up into taking matters into our own hands. Um, we also have Mercury sextile to Saturn that is happening for us towards the end of the week. So again, kind of consisting, I'm not consisting, um, working with that theme of planning and coordination, right? So Saturn is a very structural planet. Mercury is our ideas, thoughts. And so Saturn kind of gives Mercury room to work in it gives a sort of a limiting ground of what it can do and what it can't do so that can really help you organize yourself and plan where you want to go however whatever that may entail or how you would define that that is all up to you so that is sort of what we're working with um during these couple of weeks so a lot of people who have been asking me generally because I still get questions, what does this Venus retrograde really entail for me? Because I, I've made tons of posts about this, but some are just a little bit confused. So I just want to do a little quick primer. Venus retrograde in Scorpio is really all about, it's happening, it's happening where Venus is sort of detriment. So Venus, again, is very docile. Scorpio is a Martian rule sign. It's very, it's not docile. It likes to act usually impulsively when it wants to and all that type of stuff so in this particular theme what you're going to be looking at is deciding on what values what you value most right and kind of taking away all of the artificial 
partnerships in your life, the artificial things in your life, and replacing them with more authentic things, more authentic values that truly represent who you are. And if you're not really sure of what that entails, this time is really going to be important to you because you're going to be able to realize that for your own. And you can't do that when there's someone whispering in your ear. So this is a time to really act on your own. Um, and to claim in some way empowerment when we think about, you know, Scorpio energy, how it's always reaching a point of, of downfall of like a metaphorical death and then it comes back very empowered and ready to conquer, right? So that's sort of the cycle that Scorpio takes and that can very much be applied to this time that we're in where we feel like we're at a downfall but it's really only making us work from the ground up so we can come back stronger right so when we think of politics we think of all the political shit that's been going on and as like a political science major I like I'm very well aware of what's going on I'm very disgusted with what's going on and so all the shit that's been hitting the fan I'm really fucking disgusted about what's going on so for one with Venus retrograde um, in Scorpio and with Jupiter, which is sort of our legal making body planet of astrology. And also when we think of Saturn, which is our structure and how it's in its home sign of Capricorn, we see a lot of issues surrounding women and particularly of how the system values women because, you know, we have Venus in the forefront of everything. Um, and we had Scorpio, I think, rising on the day of the hearing between Ford and Kavanaugh. And so, again, like, Venus was sort of that main focal point in that chart. Um, and so, again, like, women's issues coming to the forefront, um, particularly with sexual trauma and power imbalances. So, like, within that sort of the idea of sex and how that can be infiltrated with power dynamics particularly with men sort of abusing their power by thinking they have availability over women's bodies that they kind of override consent. Um, That is a major, major issue that we're dealing with that's very well supported in astrology. Yes, astrology can really tell you anything you really want to know. Um, And so I kind of was very disappointed. Part of me thought that maybe there wasn't a definite response given to the event charts that I did with the sort of voting that took place that morning. But when it finally was, you know, arrived and it finally happened, I was very disappointed. I don't know why I wasn't really surprised, but just having it being said out loud that this guy who is literally a predator is going to be defining the supreme law of the land for the country, the the highest moral system, I guess you could say, the highest judicial system, and yet he doesn't even value women, is really scary. And I just don't like the idea of that. And I know a lot of people don't like the idea of that. The issue that we're seeing right now is that Venus is squaring Mars, they're both they're both in fixed signs so we see a lot of resistance right a lot of black and white interpretations of the issue and venus and mars tend to be i don't like to prescribe gender to these planets but they tend to kind of represent the feminine and the masculine the the primitive 
feminine and masculine. And so when they're kind of hitting each other in the head, you can say that there is sort of a, a dissonance and a tension between men and women at this time, right? We also have Venus squaring, not squaring, oppositing, um, is in opposition to Uranus in Taurus, which I also think is in retrograde. So there's a lot of issues with, you know, dealing on the political side, particularly with the system, and how we have both Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn. And Capricorn is a sign where it likes to uphold the structure. It likes to conform. I know a lot of people would probably, I don't know if they would argue, but when you think of Capricorn, it likes to conform, and then it's other sign in action Aquarius likes to kind of not really conform and so these two signs are ruled by Saturn for a reason they represent these you know these different things and with both Pluto and Saturn and Capricorn there's a lot of themes surrounding power structures that have already been in place have been in place for quite a while and that includes things like white supremacy that includes things like heteronormativity and that includes things like patriarchy and so we've been seeing that that's, that core idea is kind of repeat itself and will continue to repeat itself. And with Pluto going indirect, these things are going to be more in our face and it may give us the leverage to really kind of make a difference, to, to kind of transform these things into something better and more useful. Um, and so that's all I can really say on the political side of things. I remember... Um, Actually, I don't really remember. I remember something going on in the ninth house, which is sort of the house of of our our legal system. I remember there was something going on there. I think it was the North Node, which I think is in Leo. Yeah, it's still in Leo. So there was a North Node in um in the house of you know legal making, legal um, decision making, where you would see in Congress and things like that. I don't really know the aspects that are being formed with it. Um, I would have to look at the degrees. Yeah, I'm not going to do that right now. So there was a lot of stuff going in the chart that I really, at the time, the chart, the event chart for um, the hearing and for the decision that took place recently that I felt like, wow, like this is really stuff that's going on. And I can tell you looking at next month's chart, November 7th is the exact date that I'm looking at to kind of get an idea of like what's going to actually happen. Um... We still have that, you know, that Venus opposition to Uranus, and we still have, um, well, we have a Venus trine to Mars, so that may tell me that, like, tensions between men and women will probably ease down, who knows, for the better or for the worse, but um, what worries me or what kind of perks my interest again is that Mars square to Jupiter, which to me seems like a lot of energy supporting a resistance a lot of energy supporting um extremist behavior so we're not going to be relaxing on our couches on this day there might be a lot of tensions going around a lot of ideas and being shifted in our internet like in our internet channels so expect a lot of tension on november 7th um Double Scorpio, so it's probably going to be a very hefty day. Um, and we still have Venus in retrograde during that time as well. So that's going to be very exciting. Um, 
I think some of the tips I can give to you all, because I know a lot of you are still struggling, is to trust the process. Because a lot of us is a lot of us are going through a lot of difficult things right now, either with this whole news that's happening right now, if it's with our own selves, because Venus is really attentive to the self and our appearance. So a lot of the bad stuff that we don't like about ourselves can be amplified during this time, which sucks. Um, there can be a lot of stuff going on with finances for me personally. Like I spent, I think about $800 the past week on one for my rent. So I had to pay that. And then unknowingly spent $100 on my sister's birthday dinner, which was ironically on the same day as Venus going retrograde in Scorpio. So I guess that's sort of my actual Venus RX story. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, important thing to do at this time is to really secure yourself. And if you don't feel secure, now is the time to make sure you are. But also be open. I feel like this is a time to be vulnerable and to let go. Um, if you are not resistant, if you are not practicing your agency and, and being your authentic true self, you will be taken advantage of. At some point, by someone, by some event, you will just get lost and you will lose sight of yourself. That's a very dark note to end on, but I'm just letting you guys know that um, this is the time where you you don't want to take anyone's shit and you don't want to attend everyone in the room. This is a time to be yourself and to not apologize for who you are. So live authentically, love authentically, and judge and be critical authentically. All right, thank you for listening. I'm going to be going on to questions up, coming up next. So now we finally have our Q&A segment of the episode. I'm really, really excited for this because I really hoped people would send me questions. And some people did. Some people emailed me. Some people DM'd me. And I picked about a good four, five maybe. I don't think any more than four. So um, basically what I had my followers to do is send me questions, problems that you're going through right now that need some sort of astrological guidance because I know a lot of people are kind of feeling stuck right now which is very in norm to what is actually happening so I wanted to kind of offer my services and get people on the right path so one of my followers asked me I know what I want to do in order to follow my dreams plans like YouTube and acting but for some reason, like even though I'm doing it, I feel like there's something holding me back. And I literally cry just thinking about moving, moving forward. Here's my chart. Um, okay, so for one thing that I'm noticing is that you have a Libra moon. And this really isn't surprising me, like that you're having this ex- like this crisis during a, well, at this point that you asked me this question during the upcoming Libra full moon. Libra new moon. I don't know why I keep saying full moon, the Libra new moon. So um, when you have your natal moon 
kind of conjuncting to the transit new moon, your feelings are becoming a little bit amplified, right? And so you are kind of reaching an ending, it seems like, and you're not really sure if that's really what you want. Um, you have a Virgo ascendant, so you're approaching this in a very critical way, and it can almost feel very stressful because Virgo ascendants tend to approach problems by overthinking it. And so it's leading to a further crisis, further stress and frustration. And so the difficulty that you have is sort of viewing this very objectively in a way that's not stress inducing. Um, and you also have, um, well, you're about to have Mercury enter your third house in Scorpio. And so I'm guessing that this coming up week, you're going to really decide, or not this coming up week, but maybe the few days, few weeks in store for you, you're going to have a pretty clear answer of what you want to do. Um, because Mercury in the third house really works well in terms of kind of parceling through communication and ideas. But it's also in a very powerful sign of Scorpio that is going to kind of make you think things very clearly and almost very, it's going to kind of force you to make a decision, right? So kind of going back into not sort of being docile. Um, and there's going to be revelations as well that can help you assist in the decision making. The only issue is that Mercury at this time is going to be responding to Mars. You have a natal Scorpio Mercury, so you may kind of do well having that transit kind of conjunct to your natal and so you're going to be in a very powerful headspace which is really going to help you kind of figure out what you want to do in terms of your career and what you want to do this this you know the next time going onward um i want to say that your midheaven is in gemini and so again your career is sort of your career house is sort of responding to Mercury, and so again, this is going to be a very decisive time for you in terms of your career paths. So just be patient, um, continue doing what you've been doing, and also trust the process. Now remember to um, not get too involved with the details. That's the only thing I would say is the potential downfall here is that even within Scorpio it can very much get obsessive with sort of the details of the situation so just take some deep breaths and kind of um I wouldn't say abandon the situation but don't overthink it and don't be overly obsessed with it so hopefully that helps and I hope you kind of figure out what you want to do this point moving forward um the next question I have is, um, I want to commit to relationship, but my fear is big. I've been working on the balance with my parents for the past years, but still my biggest fear is love. So the question would be how to overcome this and seek guidance based on my chart. Where to look at? Thanks, smiley face. One thing that I'm seeing, and this is not a big surprise, but you have a Venus opposition to Pluto. And this is an aspect where there's a lot of insecurity, there's a lot of mistrust sort of kind of ingrained before the relationship even begins. And that's just because you as a person are sort of raised or you're believed on the assumption that no one is, everyone is not trustworthy. And so there's always an ulterior motive to a potential partner or a potential person that comes into your life. And you kind of overthink this, right? And you tend to just kind of block them out or you kind of aggress 
towards them. But either way, relationships seem to not be your forte. And if they are, you kind of gravitate towards them, but it always ends on the same low note. Um, now, Pluto is also aspecting to Mercury. Um, it's an opposition as well. So again, kind of that... Um, getting on the same idea of sort of not trusting anyone and being very paranoid with that. Um, it seems to me that that tends to be a very big issue with your chart, especially since it's um, edging towards the mid, like the mid heaven. It's a there, it's an extended planet. Um, and you also have Mars doing some action with your moon and also your moon in opposition to Venus is in opposition to Venus no it's an it's in opposition to Mercury my bad so with moon opposition to Mercury and it I, looks like moon is trying to Mars there's a lot of compulsiveness and a lot of stressful thinking about um, your fulfillment and how you relate to other people and so it seems to me that you're a very defensive person, that it's very hard for you to kind of show yourself in a relationship quite early on. Um, you have on this really big guard and you don't like to show yourself quite easily to other people. Um, and you have your rising in Aquarius and so you can be very elusive to some people. So they want to figure, figure you out. And you're just kind of like, no, I don't want you to figure me out. Please leave me the fuck alone unless you are the one. Is sort of how your mind works but the issue with that is that you have to be open and if you're not open to the romance then the romance is not going to work out so if you're very tense about it it's just not going to it's just naturally not going to work out and so what I would suggest is to kind of let your guard down and I know that can be very scary, especially if you have went through experiences where you're kind of now, that's sort of your go-to reaction, your go-to movement, but it's not doing anything for you, right? So you're in the state of being insecure, relationships aren't working, so it's obviously not in your benefit to act this way. So you have to be open um, allow yourself to mingle with other people and to be very cheerful and to get to know them. Um, I feel like you have a very penetrating energy, so a lot of people will kind of gravitate towards you. Um, people will be interested towards you. So use that to your benefit to really get to know someone and use that Pluto energy to sort of, you know, pick the partnerships that are the most beneficial and the most penetrating, the most authentic to you. Um, anything else that I see here? I mean, there's not really anything that is kind of peaking on my interest in terms of relationships. I've been working on the balance of my parents for the past years. Okay, so parents also seems to be an issue here. And um, we have your son in the fourth house so this is where you want to be seen you want to be seen by your parents and so your parents may have not given you sort of fed that ego and that may have translated into your persistent problems down relationships so there's a lot of stuff probably related to the past you have to kind of unwork to help 
with the, with the path that you're on currently or you want to be on currently and you have your north node in the 12th house and so I would definitely take that as being able to talk to someone about those problems that happened in the past someone that is a professional someone that you trust being able to confide in and sort of talk about your issues the 12th house is a very ambiguous house there's not a lot of pragmatism within that house this is the house of the unconsciousness it's the house of imprisonment in a very like negative sense it's not a very healthy house to especially have your north node in but it also represents what you need to do and you need to talk about your problems you need to you know work through your psyche which may as may have been misaligned through all of this bullshit that happened when you were you know a young kid or in the home so that you can be on a better ha- on a better path of confidence to where you can not only just love yourself, but you can love other people. So I hope that was helpful. That is the second question of our little Q&A. Um, the next one is sort of a general question. Someone just wanted to know. One of the questions would be, is there like a big indicator that I'm super insecure and like super afraid of letting people down? This shit has been haunting me. The second question is, I actually wonder how I seem to people who don't know me yet. Something like that. Um, So this person has a Leo rising. And so Leo risings tend to be very joyful spirits in the room. You kind of are very showy of who you are in terms of identity. So you're not so much of like an elusive figure like a Scorpio or, you know, an Aquarius rising might be. Um, You're pretty high, high, high key. Um, And in terms of how or why you may be insecure... Um, so you have, you know, a moon square Mars, and these are really radical planets. They are both very high tempered in in certain ways, and that can make you very, it can make you overthink a lot. Well, not overthink, but it can make you very defensive. Um, you know, Mars can also represent our ego, and so when that is sort of in conflict with our emotions, it's kind of making us feel there. It's like putting yourself in doubt almost, and so you're not really sure on how to relate to other people. So Moon is all about relating to others, and it's also about self care, and so self care may also be an issue. Um, let's see what else is going on here. You also have. Yeah, you also have a Venus opposition to Pluto. And so, you know, it's not surprising that a lot of people with this aspect tend to feel very insecure because Pluto is a very domineering force. It's very dark in terms of that it relates to traumas and to things that are not very, that you want to talk about, that you want to, you know, acknowledge. And so Venus is sort of our self-esteem, our how we value ourselves and other people. And so when it's in opposition to a very dark energy, what we have going on is a lot of issues relating to how we love ourselves. And, and that can also be affected by how we have loved other people in the past or how we continue to love other people. And so again, the issue with a Venus and Pluto aspect is that you may fall into relationships that are very unwanted, but you kind of just seem to fall into those relationships. You may be very easy for other people to take control of. So Pluto indicates a power dynamics. And so people with this aspect tend to be in the 
upper hand or the lower hand position is either either or again going back to sort of that extremist you know thing component of, of pluto um but i would say that would be like the biggest thing relating to insecurity and to not let people down you do have a mercury saturn aspect and so what this tells me, and also you do have planets in the 11th house, so this tells me that you like to, you're really good with people, and you really like to help people by giving them sort of a framework to to work with. You give your friends structures to their problems, tips on how to solve their problems. You make it make more sense. They, you make it make more make it seem like it's more of a reality. So you are really good at letting your friends know that this is what they need to do and this is the reality that they're in right now because a lot of people love to be in this illusion where they don't want to face the reality of what they're facing with but you on the other hand love to give people that reality wake-up call and so to me there's also a lot of responsibility with that aspect because that's a I mean that's a really big role to fill and so people can take advantage of it and you may doubt yourself. I mean, they're in, they're, they're squaring each other. And so they're not always working the way they're supposed to be working. And that can create a lot of, you know, a lot of responsibility. And with a lot of responsibility comes the possibility of failing. And I have to check what house your Mercury is in. And it is in the, the 12th house. And so there's a lot of doubt surrounding here right and so i guess that would be sort of the the main culprit as to why you feel as if though you don't want to let people down and in, in relation to a lot of other things so that concludes i believe i'm gonna go through my screenshots and make sure i answered everyone oh we have one more always why we have one more okay so Someone asked me, this may be my Pisces in the fourth, but I constantly think of the past. I feel stagnant when it comes to meeting new friends and even relationships. I feel lonely all the time to the point where I think I'm overly independent. What's going on? What's going to happen with me this upcoming month? Will I progress with having new people come into my life? So for one, to me personally, I feel as you may (laughs) I don't like to say you're not going to make any friends you may make friends um but there's also going to be a lot of focus on yourself I think is something that I can't not tell you but you have a lot of Scorpio energy that's going to be doing some business in your 12th house and so there's a lot of internal work that you're going to be forced to do But I feel like Jupiter is entering Sag pretty soon. I think towards the end of this year. I'm not really certain, but it's happening soon. And it will be passing through your 11th house. And I feel like by the end of this year, at least, you will have some friends that you can call your own. Jupiter is a very optimistic planet. It's very expansive. And so you will see yourself that you're able to blend in with other people more. Because it seems to me that the reason why 
what, what the reasons you also mentioned, it can also be because you stick out very like like a thumb and so it's really hard to kind of see yourself within the group um and that may change when you know jupiter goes into sagittarius um another thing that's going on is that you have okay your moon's in the fourth house and it's squaring your pluto in the first house and so i would say this is a really big reason why you may feel very stagnant um also may feel very stressed but this is an aspect where you probably feel very low and not really high inducing um moon aspects to saturn and to pluto kind of make you feel down rather than up whereas a moon aspecting to uranus and neptune might make you feel so you're feeling very much in the same spot that you've been feeling in for quite a while, especially since this is happening in your first and your fourth houses. So these are really important houses. You know, you have your identity and sort of how you continue to navigate the world and you have your, your the house of the home, house of the past and what's not really seen. So a lot of these issues, people around you are not very aware of. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, related to the past that again is keeping you back moon in this house um is a very domineering force because the moon works really well in the house of the past um and you're kind of filled with memories of shame and you don't know how to kind of get rid of it um or you don't know how to express it and when you're feeling stagnant it tells me that you're probably repressing it or you're not really addressing it in a way that is very healthy and so what I would say is that I'm so sorry you actually have Sagittarius in the first house I don't know why I thought it was in the 11th house I guess I wasn't looking at the right chart but um going back um I think you'll still be able to make friends. I think you'll be able to have an, a clear understanding of who you are because right now you're not really sure of how to define your your purpose in the world. And that can be very, very difficult and also very tiring and frustrating, not knowing how you fit into things. The new moon is occurring in your 11th house. So it's not surprising that you're kind of thinking about making friends like that's something that you want to do and so with this new moon happening and with these next few weeks in store for you is to act on making friends and getting yourself out there but the the, the only way that you can get to that step is to also address what's been holding you back and so whatever bad stuff has ever happened to you in the past um because it's like your chart is telling me that it's hap that it's happened to you before um when you were probably a child and you're you have not addressed it so now is a time to whatever shame that you've been holding on to to let it go but before you do that you need to acknowledge its existence um and ways that you can do that is being honest with yourself sitting with yourself um <clears throat> and doing it through that way you may have to cry this is a very emotional connection with yourself. So allow yourself to be vulnerable. Allow yourself to be in the moment 
of your feelings. And just cry it out. I don't know about you, but whenever I cry, I just feel so tired, but also really relieved. Like, I feel like I just went through war. And I don't know if it's because of an earth moon where that that emotional connection kind of transverses through my body. It's very bodily, the earth. But for you being a Pisces moon, you really need to allow yourself to really full-on cry. And maybe not do it in a personal setting. But maybe going to an event or somewhere where there's a lot of people um, that you're surrounded by all these energies and you're able to kind of let loose and get lost um, is to let it go, right? To be in the moment with that pain and that trauma and then to finally tell yourself that I'm going to let it go, right? And that you're just going to, you're going to move forward and you're going to make the friends that you want and you're going to do the things that you want to do and nothing's going to hold you back. Remember though, you know, change is not linear. It's very, it it operates in cycles. So this may occur again, right? But the problem is, is that, you know, you're getting older and you're probably, you're born the 2000. I don't want to say you're you know, your birth year out loud, but you're fair, you know, you're fairly young. Um, you're probably graduating high school or you're, yeah, you're about to graduate high school. And so this is the time where your rising is really kicking up. You know, how am I going to navigate through college and, and high school graduation? <coughs> God, I have like something in my throat. Um, and so this is the time where you want to let all that shit go. Because you don't want to carry that when you go into college. I did that. It was not a good move. It really costed, like, it costed me, like, two good years of my college experience where I did stuff that I was not really supposed to be doing. I realized what I want to do with my life later on. Like, way later on. Like, I've been working towards, like, a STEM job and then all of a sudden I wanted to do law. Like, that was, like, the drastic shift that happened in my life. So this is a time where you want to figure out what you want to do now. And in order for you to do that, you need to let all of the emotions and traumas and stuff, let them go. You know, the the Scorpio retrograde is really going to make you, or Venus retrograde, Jupiter and Scorpio, now Mercury entering Scorpio, I think is going to amplify that internal work for you to do what you need to do um, to really kind of hear your inner self. So that you can be more confident, more active, and proactive. So that is sort of the, my advice would be towards you. So those are all of the questions that kind of I chose to put into this podcast episode. Thank you to everyone who asked me questions. To those that didn't get their questions answered, I will be adding in another Q&A segment in probably my next podcast episode because I really enjoy answering your questions and giving you guys guidance. So thank you so much for listening to Astro Hotline. And I hope to post another episode next week. I'm not really sure, but I hope to. All right. Have a great night.